the end of the day, trauma disconnects somebody from themselves. The way you described it, that I have trouble feeling, I have trouble connecting with my emotions, is a perfect way to, to explain that. And if somebody hasn't been abused, they haven't experienced childhood trauma, they haven't experienced big trauma, they don't really understand what it feels like to literally be walking down the street and feel disconnected from your own feet or to feel like your body's on fire just because you have a two-year-old crawling all over you or um, you just want to scream and run out of the house just because your kids are laughing too loud. It's this disconnection from yourself. So the goal of any sort of therapeutic intervention is to reconnect with yourself. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. Romans 5, 3. What's up, guys? Sergeant G here from the Stone Vet USMC rebooted version, right, brother? Super excited to be here with you guys, man. This is going to be a good week, dude. I just got done reading chapter five of this book, this wonderful book, Damaged But Not Destroyed, right? Hopefully, you guys are getting through this with me. Hopefully, you guys are listening to it and you guys are enjoying this content, right? I got a couple of you guys commenting on my videos, and I really do appreciate that. It really helps me out a lot, right? I was listening to my brother. I don't know if you guys know him, the basic vet. He has his own podcast. Apparently, he took off for three years. I knew he was gone for a little while, but I didn't realize it was three years that fast, dude. I was like, wow. But, I mean, he has some good points and good stuff, right? Like, we get we get doing this on our own, right? It's kind of hard, right? I'm sitting here talking to you guys, looking at you in the camera, talking on the microphone, talking to you guys, right, on a regular basis. And it gets tough, right, because you don't have somebody interacting back with you. We lose our endurance. We get we get frustrated and just so forth and so forth, dude. If you guys haven't ever done a podcast, dude, I mean, it is we are saturated, right? The podcast with veterans are are saturated. Everybody, everybody's a veteran. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody's talking about something, right? And I'm hoping that with me going through this book, right, going through this chap these chapters, right, this week is chapter five. I'm hoping you guys are getting an understanding as to why I'm I'm doing this, right? My biggest goal, right? We already know, right? Uh, we lose 44 veterans a day. 44, dude. Whether it's overdose, whether it's prescription drugs, whether it's just suicide, dude. It sucks. And then it's always hard because we always feel like we don't have somebody to talk to. And it hurts, dude, whenever we don't have somebody to reach back to and just, hey, dude, I'm having a hard day. Like, today for me, it was hard. I had a really hard day, dude. My depression kicked my ass today, dude. And I was, like, super frustrated and just, I haven't, I haven't been taking cannabis. I didn't take cannabis yesterday. I think one day I went one day without cannabis because I'm using this new, this new formula that I'm, uh, a brother of mine created, right? You, you stick it in your tea, but it has psilocybin in it, right? And if you guys don't understand how psilocybin works, right, the studies that have been coming out have been showing how psilocybin helps with trauma, helps with PTSD, helps emotionally, right? It rewires the brain is what it does, right? And so I've been drinking this with my coffee at work, right? I'm not, I don't have any psychedelic trips and stuff. I mean, you possibly could, right? If your tolerance is really low, you possibly could have the psychedelics of using the psilocybin. But for me, I, my tolerance is so high that it doesn't, 
it doesn't affect me. I don't get to see the vi- I don't get the cool little visuals and stuff, which I would love, man. I would love to be able to do that. But as much as often as I've taken suicide, I've never really got the visuals. Like every now and then I'll get a little bit of something, but nothing crazy. Like people talk about, you know, the rainbows and this is flying and all the cool stuff. I don't get to see all that stuff, you know. But I mean, today was super hard for me, right? It, it sucked for me. My depression kicked my butt today and it sucked. I did not feel good at all. I was just kind of moping around just doing my job going to work I worked all day and just you know I was like I'm just here you know and it sucked but I mean it is what it is right but I I was able to get through that and I was able to come home made dinner for the family got to hang out with my kids for a little bit right before I came up here to start shooting this episode with you guys right but I'm just hoping that this book that going through this chapter by chapter that you guys are realizing oh crap this sucks dude I know it sucks when you have to face your trauma and try to get through it try to heal from it right I got a brother I work with, and I was telling him, right, in the book, right, we read last week, right, if you don't transform your trauma, you transfer it. Why would you want to give your kids something you can't deal with? Why would you want to give your significant other, your lover, your trauma that you can't deal with? Why do you want to give it to them to deal with it? You don't want to do that. Look, I'm just now learning this, dude. I'm 40. I turned 40 in June. I'll be 41 this June, man. I'm telling you, when 40 smacked me in the face, I was like, oh, shit. I messed those first 40 up, dude. That was bad, dude. I couldn't believe what I was doing, right? The temptations, the struggles I had, you know. I deal with a lot of crap, dude. I got a lot of childhood trauma that has affected my life and it sucks, but I'm dealing with it now. I'm trying to work through it and deal with it and figure out why did it happen? What's going on? You know, and reading this book has been really been helping me because I get to do this with you guys, right? With my brothers and my sisters, man. It's super sad. But that's why I'm here today, though, dude, guys. Like, so I got to tell you guys, if you guys don't want to listen to the show, just turn it on in the background so you know you got me, Sergeant G, hanging out with you so you don't feel like you're by yourself that night. Because it sucks to feel alone. Turn it on. Just hear, listen to me ramble. You go to back my past episodes when I had guests on the show. You can listen to them ramble about random crap, dude. I know I got almost two, 200 episodes out there right now. You don't want to watch me on freaking YouTube. Put me on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Weezer. You name it. I'm out there on every single platform you want to listen to my podcast at, right? Why? Because I am trying to reach you guys by the masses. And I can only do that if you guys share my content. Like, hey, brother, you got to listen to Sergeant G, dude. This dude's nuts. But he's got good information for you. That's my thing is I need you guys to subscribe. Click the bell on YouTube so you guys know when new episodes come out. Because I try to produce these so they come out. At midnight Central Standard Time. So when you wake up first thing Friday morning, and if you have to go to work, I don't have to go to work on Fridays. But if you got to go to work on Friday, you can turn me on in your car and listen to me on the way to work. Right? Listen to me on your lunch period. Listen to me while you get home in the evening. Right? You can listen to me. I'm giving you access to be able to listen to me. Right? If you don't want to see this ugly mug, don't watch it on YouTube. But like I said, I'm here to help you guys. I want to help as many veterans as I can because 44 veterans a day is way too much, dude. Think about that. 
365 days a year, 44 a day, dude. Look, I'll do the math for you right here, right? Because I'm not a mathematician, right? But if you do it right here, right? 44 times 365, right? That's 16,000. Can you see that? 16,060. Right there. 16,060 brothers and sisters we lose it every day dude i was flipping through x the other day and a freaking article came out dude we lost a sister staff sergeant in the army national guard took her life nobody knows why i know why she deployed twice to afghanistan you army guys you guys live in afghanistan for 18 freaking months dude she was away from her little girl twice. She probably missed like two birthdays, two Christmas, two Thanksgivings, two proms, dances, football games, gymnastics. Think about it, guys. You remember what it was like being deployed, right? You missed those events, right? My first son, I shipped out two weeks after he was born. He passed away four months after I came back from deployment. That's a hard one for me. I deal with every day still. He'd be 21. He'd be 21 today. January 19th, he turned 21. My boy Romeo here, who's 19, he just had his birthday January 1st, just turned 19. Dude, the shit I've done to that kid is horrible, dude. I'm trying to freaking heal from that. Because what I've done to him is not right for him. It's not. It wasn't for him, right? It's because of my trauma I've been trying to deal with. I've treated him like shit a lot, and I feel I fucking hate it. I hate it a lot, right? It, it brings tears to my eyes thinking of how bad I've treated him for 19 years, right? That's because of my trauma that I'm dealing with, that I'm trying to get through, that I'm trying to work through, right? If you don't transform it, you transfer it. And to him, I did transfer it to him, and it sucks. Now I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to fix it now, and it sucks, dude. But the staff sergeant here took her own life. I said it sucks because her brother took his life when she was 14. If you don't transform it, you transfer it. Think about that, guys. How many of y'all think about suicide on a regular basis? I do. How many of y'all think you are worthless and you're not worth a damn here on earth? I do. But that's why this trauma that we've endured, whether it was serving our country or even before we even joined the military, or even since we've gotten out, the trauma we're going through on a regular basis, dude. That's the hard part, dude. It's like having to work through it and face it head on, right? But like I tell you guys, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be able to do it, dude. Because to God, I am sufficient. I am enough for God. And you read it in the Bible. If you guys got the Bible out, if you read through it, it tells you, you know, God didn't use famous rich people to spread his word. He, he used broken degenerates like us to spread his word. He used murderers to spread his word. Look at Paul. Look what Paul was doing before he started ministering. 
Look what David did. That guy slept with somebody's wife and then had him murdered on the battlefield. People, if you guys don't know, you guys can pick up the Bible, dude. Just start reading through it. Like I tell you guys, you want to read a good story? Go read First and Second Samuel. Read those two chapters. Start off in the Bible with those two first chapters. Read about it. And then go over to Psalms and start reading the Psalms. That's how I would recommend reading the Bible to start off with, to try to figure it out. Like, oh, you know, because a lot of people, a lot of you guys, you know, a lot of you guys do struggle. Like, I need to read the Bible, but I don't know where to start. I don't know what to begin with or anything, right? Let me tell you. Start with First and Second Samuel. Excellent story, dude. We, we spoke about it in the first couple of chapters of the book, didn't we? With Saul and David and Jonathan, right? Read those first two. Read those first two books and then go over to Psalms and start reading Psalms because David wrote Psalms. That's why I tell you to read Samuel 1, 1 and 2 Samuel, and then go read Psalms because David is in 1 and 2 Samuel and then he wrote the Psalms. So go check that out, man. But I mean, I got prayer out for for, for Stassard. I got, I, got, I got prayer out for her because, I mean, the family's hurting. The family's struggling, right? Staff Sergeant Michelle Young. She was an Instagram influencer. You could still go and check out some of her content, right? I'm sure her, I'm sure her page is still up on Instagram, right? But go look for Michelle Young. She was a staff sergeant in the National Guard. She was a fitness influencer. And she helped promote veteran businesses. I mean, she's an attractive woman. She looks like she had everything. But it doesn't matter, guys, because our trauma will kill us if we don't take care of ourselves, you know. Let's get started today, right? Let's get over to chapter five today. Hopefully you guys went and picked up this book, dude. Buy it off of Amazon, dude. You can get it off of Amazon. It's an excellent book. I'm telling you, dude. Like I said, I get to highlight some of the parts that stuck out to me. And in this chapter, it's almost the whole chapter, dude. I almost underlined the whole chapter this week because it was all very beneficial for us, right? It was beneficial. I felt like it was going to be, it was going to end up, it was going to help us get an understanding, right? As to why we have to deal with this stuff, man. So chapter five is called Damaged is Not Supposed to Be a destination dude how many of y'all feel like you've landed and this is where you're at where you're damaged the most you're a piece of crap you can't do nothing you don't do anything da 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 right it's not a destination dude might be a pit stop right like on the highway pit stop so you go go use the restroom right he says in here i don't know where i am and i have no idea how i got here i'm stuck how many of y'all feel like that right now? It's a brand new year, man. I'm hoping you guys aren't feeling down in the dumps yet. Give it six months and see where it goes. But how often have you ever been at a point where you're like, I don't even know how I got here, dude. Like, damn it, dude. I'm stuck. How did I get to this point, man? How did I get here? Where everything's falling apart. Right? How many of you guys have been there? How many of y'all ever felt like that? Like, how did I get to this destination? And how did I get here, dude? Like, everything I've... How did I get to myself to this spot right now in my life? 
Like, what did I do to get to my low? Right? How many of y'all ever been there? How many of y'all have gotten to a spot where you're just like, this sucks, dude. I don't know what I'm doing here, dude. How did I get here? How did I get to this point where I was, I'm suffering even worse, dude, than I thought I was? It's because of that trauma we're trying to learn how to freaking work through, dude. You know, that's what he's talking about in here. He's like, have you ever been stuck in a place that you didn't want to be and you weren't even sure how you got there? Like, why am I here again? I thought I fixed this. Right? A place with no pasture is a desolate place, a barren place, an isolated place, a place where life cannot thrive. I mean, think about it. When you were there, how much further do you think you could have went? How much longer do you think you could have went living that way, doing that thing that you know was fucking you? That's how I felt when I had my affair. I got to a point where I was like, how did I get here? My gosh, dude. Like, I had fallen in love with this other woman that didn't even know who I truly was. Me and Sam have been together for freaking... <laughs> 24 years dude this april will be 24 years we've been together when people say how long you been with your wife i said i've been with her longer than i haven't been with her i met her when i was 16 i only spent the first 16 years of my life without her dude like how crazy is that shit that's hard to think ain't it like think of like about that this woman knows me better than anybody else in my entire life. She can tell you how I'm feeling. She can tell you what I want to eat. She can. We go to the gas station and say, baby, what do I want to drink? She's like, you want this to drink? And sure as shit, that's what I wanted to fucking drink, dude. She's my best friend, guys. Like... I can't believe I've hurt her as bad as I have. And I regret all of it, dude. Like, I seriously, I've treated her like dog shit, dude. But that's my trauma I've been dealing with that I didn't realize I was in. I've been living in my trauma for fucking 30 years, 40 fucking years, dude. And didn't even realize it was trauma. It explains a lot. I even told her what happened to me. I had to. She's my best friend, dude. And she's like, that's fucked up, dude. She, and she even said, she's like, that explains a fucking lot. A lot, dude. And it's my childhood trauma. Growing up, it sucks, dude. And so this is why I'm going through this book with you guys. So you, hopefully you guys are freaking getting something out of this. Right? He says it. Life cannot thrive in that destination that you're at, right? Damage is not supposed to be the destination, but we live in it every day, don't we? Every day we live in it. But why don't we work on it, dude? Because it's hard. It hurts. Right? Are there any places where you feel relationally desolate, spiritually barren, emotionally isolated, financially dry, 
Is there any place that feels more like a grave than a garden, dude? Dude, we've all fucking been there right there, emotionally isolated. How many of y'all really put out emotions with somebody? It's, if we keep that shit inside, dude. We don't talk about that shit, right? We talk about it, we ain't men. Right? We talk about our feelings, we ain't men. It sucks, dude. We got to get out of that mindset. Like, when we're struggling, when we're hurting, we need to be able to reach out to somebody and talk to with them. Like, dude, I'm hurting today, dude. Can we talk? Can I talk to you? That's why I tell you guys, reach out to me. I'll talk to you, dude. Ask ask anybody. Anybody on my friends list. I'll talk with you, dude. If I got a chance, I will. I'll pick up the phone and I'll talk to you. You can FaceTime me on Facebook, dude. I got people who do it all every now and then. I'll talk to you. What do you want to talk about, dude? Whatever you want to talk about. What are you struggling with? What's hurting? You okay? I'll talk with you, man. Because that's all we need is somebody to talk to. Just to get it out. Right? It's that pressure. You've ever been there? You feel that pressure whenever you're doing it? It's like a fucking 80-pound pack with the 50 cal on your shoulders. You know that pressure. You remember when you went on that hunt for 25 miles for no fucking reason? It's 9 a.m. We already went 25 miles with 80 pounds on my back plus a 50. That shit's heavy, dude. That's immense pressure, right? Like, right? You're like, I got to take a break. Let me take a break real quick. Like, this is heavy on your back, right? Some of your Air Force guys won't understand that. But, I mean, the rest of you guys know, right? You jarheads, you army motherfuckers, you guys know, right? I can tell you, I felt that pressure when I had my affair. It was a dark time in my life. I couldn't believe I was in in the middle of an affair that I, I fell in love with another woman. Somebody that didn't even know me, dude. Somebody that didn't even know me. And it, it sucked. And I regret it every day. Yeah. He said he's gone. So it's like this, right? Imagine how much that sucks, right? Being in a place, right, like freaking fibs. He said he gone from a palace to no place of his own, from royalty to no identity, from well to lame, from prominence to to shame remember dude he got dropped on his head he was fucking paralyzed from the legs from the waist down he couldn't even walk dude he was a prince dude and everything was gone from him he lost his identity he didn't want to be known anymore he left he's like fuck this i gotta go this guy killed my fucking grandpa and my dad i'm telling you dude it's crazy right Imagine being that low where you're like, I, I don't want nobody to know me who know anything about me. I'm, I'm out here. It's done, right? If you feel like this, I want to let you know you don't have to live in the pla- in that place. You don't have to live in that place. You don't have to be there living that life. You can get out of that shit, dude. You can get out of it. Pick up the phone. Give me a call, dude. I'll help you any way I can. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you for real, right? I wonder which year he stopped believing for healing, right? When Fibs, 
When Fibs stopped believing for healing, right? I wonder which week he stopped asking for help. I wonder which day he decided just to live with the hurt. Which moment he lost hope. How many times have you lost hope? Like, I'm fucked, dude. I can't do this. Can't make rent. Can't make a car note. I ain't got no money in my account. What am I supposed to do? Right? The Bible here in Proverbs 13, 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hopelessness holds you hostage. Don't it? <laughs> when you feel hopeless, it sucks. It sucks when to feel hopeless, right? You know, he says here, before we go any further, I have to ask, have you stopped hoping? Have you lost hope? Have you stopped hoping your family can be reunified and restored? Have you lost hope hoping you and your spouse can have a baby? Have you stopped hoping your grim diagnosis is not the last word? Have you stopped hoping you can learn to love yourself? Have you stopped hoping you will work in purpose and make a living? Have you stopped hoping your children will find, will find salvation? Have you stopped hoping you will finally quit your addiction, dude? There's a lot of hope, right? We have a lot of hope in a lot of different things, right? Depending on where we are in our lives and such. Right? Have, 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 it's hard, right? Sometimes it's just that it's just hard like that, right? He said, if you feel like this, he said, hope again, dude. Try it again. Give hope another chance. Right? He said, I know you lost everything. Hope again. I know you've tried before to reconcile and didn't work. Hope again. I know those miscarriages broke your heart. Hope again. And I know, I know the doctor said there's nothing he can do. Hope again. I know it's hard to believe you're worthy of love. Hope again. I know low wages and zero benefits seem like your lot is your lot in life. Hope again. I hope it looks like your kids are paving brand new roads to hell. Hope again. I know you've never been able to permanently stop using, but hope again. The reason hope is so powerful is that it's fuel for our faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hebrews 11.1 1. So he's asking us is to hope. Just hope again if you've lost hope in everything that you believe in, right? You can hope your financial situation will turn around in this time next year. You can hope family restoration will be your testimony. You can hope you'll be delivered from the the addiction control, right? I mean, we have a lot of things, right? A lot of things that we deal with, right? There's a lot of things in our life with our families and so forth, right? But he says to give it another shot. Give it another shot, dude. What else you got to lose? Give it another hope. Right? Romans 15, 13 states, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope 
by the power of the Holy Spirit, dude. Dude, this year is the year that I just, when I started this discipleship school that I'm going to, I met a man, right, with my brother. I call him my brother, dude. His name is Washington. He's a Brazilian national. He's here in Oklahoma on a student visa going to school at OU. Dude, it's super cool. But this guy introduced me to the Holy Spirit, right? Him and my wife both talk about the Holy Spirit. Like, did you know that the Holy Spirit is an actual person? I was like, huh? You can actually talk to the Holy Spirit. Huh. Okay, let me think about this, right? I was like, what? Okay. And then I started noticing the Holy Spirit, dude. It's weird, dude. I know. It's super weird. I'm just I'm just telling you, dude. These people introduced me to the Holy Spirit, right? And what it says here, hope fill you with joy and peace, right? So when if you're feeling hopeless, like, oh, my God, it's not. If you hope again, you will find joy and peace. How? Because when you get to life and you realize... It's out of my control, seriously. Like, there's nothing I can do to control this. And you give it to God, but like, God, you got to do something with this. I don't know what to do with this. I can't do it. You need to do something with this. Just show me. Right? You can give joy and peace and be happy, dude, because you're going to see what's going to happen. God's going to make something happen. Right? He wants you to have heavy hope, heavy like an anchor, no matter the storm, no matter the waves, no matter the situation. Hope can hold you. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our anchor. This is just the hand I was dealt. This is the way it's got to be. I guess this is what's meant for me. Reject them. Reject the hopelessness, right? It's crazy. It's hard, right? It's hard to think, like, damn, I could do this. I could really do this. Like, can I? You have to work, dude. It takes work. It takes a lot of work. It hurts. But it's worth it. To feel again, dude. It's weird. I cry so much now. It's weird. Super, super weird. But yeah, I cry I cry now. You know, it's it's weird to me, but it's good. It feels good. For sure. It feels good. I can tell you that. Right? I can tell you that. It feels good. It says in the book, in chapter 5, King David decides to use his invaluable time and emotional energy to think about Fib. Not to kill him, but to show him kindness. To show Fib kindness, right? It's crazy. He's going to take his time now and go take care of this kid, right? Because it's his, bo- it's his boy's kid. It was his best friend's kid, Right? You are on the king's mind. Maybe you feel more paralyzed and purposeless than ever before, but you are on the king's mind. You're on Jesus's mind, right? Well, perhaps you're blocked 
my mental illness you're blocked by mental illness or unhealed emotional trauma tricked into desolation by a broken mind that needs restoration and renewal you're on the king's mind hold up dude did you hear that I was like, this dude hit the nail on the head, dude. He's writing this down. He wrote this. Do you believe this crap, dude? I know you freaking veterans. This is you. Perhaps you're blocked by mental illness or unhealed emotional trauma. Tricked into desolation by a broken mind that needs restoration and renewal. You are on Jesus' mind. Shut up, dude. No way. No way, dude. Seriously? Like, this dude wrote this. Are you kidding me? Are you inside my head right now? Like, seriously, dude? How many of y'all deal with this crap, dude? Mental illness, dude. How many of y'all do mental illness, dude? All of us, right? But Fibs, he went into hiding, dude, when he went to load the bar. He went into hiding, dude. How many of us go into hiding, dude? Like, fuck, I ain't talking to nobody. I ain't going to say that. I ain't talking to nobody. I'll get through this eventually. You can't get through it without God. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. You know? It's like I told, it's like I told the, when I started ADS, dude. I said... I believe in God. I just got questions. Just got questions. You know, I got some serious questions to ask about, like this prayer stuff. Just got questions. That's it. I believe. I still believe. I just got questions. You can have questions too. Maybe you get them answered. I still haven't gotten answered yet. People still haven't given me an answer yet. <laughs> you know? He goes on to say God is relentless like in one of those Japanese horror movies where there's no way to escape the spirit who's haunting you. He said, on my own journey of faith, I've been stuck in Lodabar, a pornography addiction, the shame from car insurance fraud, isolation from friends who left the ministry, obsession of greatness, of debt and financial insecurity. But in every dry, parched desert place I got stuck in, I can remember the moment I realized Jesus was pursuing me. You guys got to think that he's still pursuing you regardless of where you are at right now. He's seeking you. He wants to help you too. Stupid, dude. I get it. It's like I'm talking to somebody. People walk by who you talking to. Jesus, <laughs> I mean, it's just how I feel right now. I gotta get off my chest. Somebody, I gotta talk to somebody. Fuck, why can't I just talk to you, the Holy Spirit? Why can't I just talk to them? You know, think about it, guys. Fuck carrying that shit. Y'all don't want to carry that eighty-pound pack and that fifty cal. Fuck no, that two forty, that two forty-nine. No, I won't carry that. That's heavy. Get it off. Talk to him, dude. Tell him. Why the fuck am I here, dude? What did I do to get here? Fuck. Can you help me get the fuck out of here? Damn. It sucks, dude. I don't want to be here no more. It hurts. 
got to admit it. You got to admit it to him. To get it off your chest, dude. Get, take that shit off, dude. It's heavy. It's heavy. Get it off. Right? He, this guy's the pastor. He's been through all this crap, dude. He's been through the same crap we, you're going through. He said, my addiction to porn and illicit sex was in the driver's seat and I felt ashamed, worthless, and helpless. I was stuck and I couldn't see a way out. How many of y'all been there? You don't see a way out. You're like, I don't know how to get out of here. You can't do it, dude. You got to talk to them. They're there. They're here right now while I'm talking to you guys right here. Shame was eating her up inside just like it was gnawing away at me. Because his wife, Natalie, knew about this, right? King announcing he was in pursuit of me. Jesus was in pursuit of him, right? I have a plan and a purpose for you, Michael and Natalie. This is what Jesus told him. You'll be united in marriage, and through your relationship, I will heal and restore marriage around the world. It will be glorious. You will go through seasons of trial and sorrow, but they will refine you and burn away everything that doesn't belong in your union. Turn to me and I will heal you. My glory will be manifest in your family. That's what Jesus told him, dude. That's crazy, right? And still Jesus came looking for him. Who am I that you are mindful of me? Jesus is pursuing you. You're never beneath his notice. Your damage can never be heavy enough to hide you. Under your pain, under your shame, under your armor of religion and judgment, under your disappointment with yourself and other people, he knows who you are and the purpose for which he created you. And he'll never, ever give up on you. That's crazy, dude, right? This guy? Seriously? Why? I got questions, dude. I got questions. Trust me. For many of us, though, our damage isn't so obvious, which can tempt us to hide or pretend. Instead of just laying it all out for Jesus to see. But God don't lie. God won't bless who you pretend to be. Only who you really are. Or let me say it a different way. God won't bless where you pretend to be. Only where you really are. Dude. Shit. <laughs> you have to give it up, dude. You can't do it no more. Why I carry the pain? Why I carry the burden, dude? Why? Why, why, why? Why do we do that to ourselves? At Transformation Church here in Tulsa, dude, not too far from where I'm at. We are determined to be hot, right? We talked about that in the first couple of chapters, right? Hot, humble, open, and transparent because we can't follow God's spirit where he wants to take us if we're hiding or pretending to be somewhere other than when we actually are, right? If you're not working on yourself, working on your trauma, you don't carry that crap no more, dude. You got to just confess it. It sucks. It hurts to carry it, dude. It does. You know? 
Every one of us is damaged, and the sooner we admit it, the sooner God can get to work, redeeming it all and using it for his purpose. If you're in a raggedy tent on Poverty Place, stay there. If you're trapped on on anxiety, alley, or depression drive, stay there. If you're sneaking out to homosexuality hotels, stay right there, dude. Stay exactly where you are and give God your current location. Where we are doesn't change who he is. Dang it, dude. That's crazy, right? That's crazy, right? He says here, for some reason, God chooses to use imperfect, damaged people to do his perfect work of restoration. I'm telling you, dude. Look at the people he's used in the Bible. He, dude, he, don't, he uses damaged people, broken people, dude, to share his word. I'm telling you, right? Jesus will send people into your life to carry you emotionally, spiritually, and even physically to a new place that you can't get to on your own. Your damage can skew your feelings and perspective about relationships, so your instincts may be to reject that very people whom the king sends. Jesus sends help, but you may feel like it's another hit, dude, right? When people come, right? He said, Jesus follower to be ready, willing, and obedient to carry out his will. It's his will for us to rescue and restore damaged people. Remember, hurt people hurt people. It's also true that healed people heal people. Damaged people, that's us, can help heal people. What? No, dude. Maybe. You think you could help somebody going through the same crap you're going through? How'd you get over it? What you been doing? <laughs> it's crazy right every phone call to express concern every just checking on you text message every shared tear every milestone celebration every challenging and encouraging conversations and every time a prayer are the real life practical ways we carry damaged people to the king as a kind of servant i want to be right let's be grateful for the servants who carried us when we were stuck and rejoiced to do the same for others who are the fibs in your life? Take a moment, write the names down. Three or four people. Even in your damaged state to get to Jesus. How can your story help their journey? How could your words wash their wounds? How might your presence be a gift for them? What will you do this week for each of them? It's not fun or sexy to tell my struggles and shortcomings. But if even a single person reading right now takes one step away from their damage and toward God's healing, it will be all worth it. Getting into Jesus' presence changes damaged people's present, right? It's crazy to see it, man. Just to, I mean, be reading about it, right? And trying to get through it, right? Working on ourselves, working on our trauma, working on all the crap that's going on, dude. Like, it sucks, dude. It hurts. It's hard. It's heavy, right? By a show of hands, who thinks church is boring? I mean, sometimes, right? Whenever the pastor, you just like, I don't even feel. It. I'm not feeling it today, right? You know, he asked the he asked them to raise their hands. He said, "Those thousands and thousands of hands," and I'm in my office with both hands up, right? Everybody, right? He was determined to find ways to present the story of Jesus that would. Wake people up, get stuck in their heads, and drop down to to their hearts like that song that won't go away either you want it to or not. 
what's that song for you? He said, for him, it's that Baby Shark song. It's always in his head. <laughs> right? It's a stupid song. Right? He said, my intention is to set vision and themes for the whole year, preparing people for what I believe God wants to do in through our lives. You know, part of my regular practice in this season of growth is to be fully present wherever I am. Just be there, dude. Be where you're at. Be there. Work through it. It's hard. It hurts. It's heavy. Sometimes the process can get process of getting clear on God's vision for your life can get nasty. Right? That was the point of the illustration that sometimes vision isn't sanitized. That we may feel we want to pull back instead of lean in. That we think it shouldn't take getting our heads or anything else dirty. But if we want to see what God has destined for us, we've got to fight the gut instinct to run away when the situation gets nasty, right? He, this was a, when he, in one of his preachings, he spit in his hands and he rubbed it in his brother's face. Same way Jesus did in Luke 5, right? Or in Mark 8, 23, where Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village and spitting in the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him. He did that, and people were, like, freaking out about that, dude. And it's like, oh, are you kidding me? That's what he's saying, though. though. He's just, I'm just showing you what it says in the Bible. He just did it here. Jesus did it, right? He said, the idea that I could get in the way of people coming to Jesus even unintentionally froze me to the core. Like, they badmouthed him because he did that. And he was like, this is what's in the Bible. I'm just showing you how they did it. And his brother was cool with it, you know? He says, sometimes we are privileged to carry damaged people to the king, but in other seasons, we need the strong, gentle arms of, of Jesus' servants to lift us up and bring us into his presence. No matter how long or far we've walked, never be ashamed to ask for help on the journey to Jesus. Then look around to see who needs your help to come along. And so for that, I mean, that's crazy, dude. Like, that was a good chapter, I thought, you know, like. Dude, we got to deal with this trauma that we that we struggle with on a daily basis, right? If we don't work on it, we get stuck there. We feel like shit. We don't want to do it no more, dude. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be here. Give it to Jesus. I mean, this pastor is cool. I like him. I like him. I like the way, like way he preaches. He just, he's just up front. He just tells you this how it is, dude. Take it or leave it. I mean... He said, I'm taking it, but you take it or leave it, dude. It's up to you. You want to carry that crap forever? I hope not. It's heavy. You know, it's heavy. It sucks, dude. Man. Hope you guys got something out of this this week, man. I thought it was a great chapter, dude. I thought it was a really, really good chapter. I'm glad I'm able to give this to you guys, and you guys are able to listen and hang out for a little bit, you know. It hurts, dude. It sucks that we gotta we lose a brother and sister every day, <laughs> 44 a day. It sucks, dude. Somebody's dying. Somebody we served with is dying. Somebody that carries the same title we carry is dying, dude. It sucks. Reach out. Give me a call. I'll answer. If I can, I'll answer it. If not, I'll call you back. I promise. I promise, dude. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I've got accounts. I'm not active on them, but I got accounts. You can call me on them. 
just get through it. Work through it. Stop dealing with it. Stop hiding from it. It sucks. It does. Trauma sucks. It sucks. And if we don't fight it, then we're going to stay stuck and it's not going to be good. Those that we truly love are going to leave us. They don't want to deal with it. Why Why do they got to deal with it, right? Why do I got to deal with it? It's not, it's not me. It's not my trauma. Why do I got to deal with it, right? And they'll leave. It's not fun. It sucks. Work on it, dude. Work on it. Find a counselor. The VA will give you one. You got go to go through community service. Go through the community services at your VA and tell them you want to find a doctor out in town. Get a referral for out in town. Don't get a doctor at the VA because those guys don't. They're government employees. All they're trying to do is get promoted and get paid. That's all they're trying to do. Get a real doctor, dude. Get a real therapist. I got one, dude. She's super cool, dude. She is super cool. She's crazy. She's been working on me. She's been helping me. She's been helping me get through some stuff. Get a therapist. Don't be ashamed. Everybody needs a therapist, dude. We all deal with stupid crap all day long. We need somebody to talk to. Go see, go find somebody. Go 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 to community services at the VA. They'll get you a, get a, tell them to give you a referral for out in town for a doctor out in town, and they'll get in, they'll contact you. And I found she found me, and I, I like her a lot. She's really really good, and I don't have to worry about her getting a promotion. Go somewhere else. This is her business. This is what she does for a living. Is listen to people, and she's awesome. Go find somebody, dude. Seriously, don't do, stop 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 trying to hide it. It's not, it's not going anywhere, dude. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. You know? Man, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. I appreciate you guys allowing me just to gabble on the microphone, man. Like I said, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, dude. Hit that button. Hit that button. Hit that bell. Bing! Just so you know when new episodes come out, dude. So you don't miss them. Like I said, I try to get them to you so you got them first thing Friday morning. Go, dude. Get the help you need. Stop sitting on it. It's not worth it, dude. I love you guys, man. You're important. I need you here. Nobody can do what you can do, dude. You're the only one that can do it. I promise. You're the only one that can do it. I need you here. Okay? I love you guys, man. Remember, guys. <laughs> you're very important.